Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today, we're talking about bodybuilding with my literal bodybuilding coach, aka my fitness coach. We're going to be learning about what bodybuilding is compared to powerlifting, compared to Olympic lifting. We're going to be talking about tons of fitness advice and going over some really cool research on the exact amount of strength training you should be doing in a week to optimize yourself. Sure, bro. This was the bro episode sponsored by Creatine. <laughs> This is a bro episode. It I'll is. Like we literally bro out with him. It's really embarrassing that it was recorded. No, it's not. That it was recorded <laughs> me trying to bro out so You are hard. a bro. Greg is actually I a bro. Am not, Greg is a bro deep you... down. You oh are and you don't want to admit you're a bro. God, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm about to go paint a little gorgeous painting in my basement. Yeah, there's lots of bros that do that. Ever oh, yeah. heard of them? They're actually, all famous. <laughs> art, art bros are a different breed of their own. Art bros are so like... But still bros, but are yeah, bros. <laughs> but what's the word menacing? Because they're like hidden as like, you know, like these alt people. But then when you really get to know them, they're just like obsessed with like drinking and being sexist. I'm and being... absolutely, my brain's melting that I was like trying so hard to think of like one famous artist and I couldn't. I was like, what are you, Da Vinci, the bro Da Vinci? And I was like, well, I guess he's kind of an artist, but that's not Da really. Vinci. Like, what is Picasso? There, finally. You're a modern day Picasso. I bet he was a bro. I bet Picasso yeah, was kidding? a bro. And um, Jackson Pollock, my female art teacher, said about abstract expressionism, which is like picture Jackson Pollock. She's like, oh, it's just a bunch of boring people painting with their dicks. That's what she said. <laughs> Either way, we're bros this episode. Yeah. And actually, there's lots of great bros in this world, including Paul, who's going to be on this podcast. Yeah, I was like, name moment. one other than Paul. Okay. <laughs> no, we have bros that we no, know. No, we do. That. And we have so many bro listeners, or no, not bro listeners. We, we do. have so many straight, straight male, male listeners. listeners who have reached out about all of our gay information in really cool ways, being like, we find it really fascinating. And they've truly opened their eyes. Yeah, they've started the douching. They've started letting <laughs> their girlfriends eat their buttholes and stuff like that. Um. Speaking about that, no, this what? is not a segue. I was like, Let's it's go. my birthday. Oh, he douche. Uh, I actually, when we recorded our interview with Paul, it was actually earlier. Before I the wasn't, birthday. Yeah, I hadn't changed to the age I'm at, being left a secret. And now oh, I, I have, just... and I absolutely feel like trash. And I'm like, is this what it feels like to age? I think or, you're hungover. I know, but now that we had a little party, and it was like three or four days ago. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's been long enough because I was also at that party and like I feel like to be honest, I don't feel like one hundred percent, but I feel fine. Not compared to you being like I don't know what I need happened enough. to me. I know <laughs> literally the last three days I've been like needing so much sleep, being so tired, but my now, brain's not functioning. I've had two coffees and a tea today. Yeah, that's all. That's lot. not natural for me. Wow, he's gonna like <laughs> have shaky, shaky hands and throw something against the wall. Even then, I'm just like I could fall asleep right now. And I had all that. But speaking of fitness, aren't you going to go do some and that's going to maybe help? Hopefully I'll go on a treadmill. I mean, the only reason I do it is so I can watch TV, to be honest. Ooh, that's so smart. <laughs> Habit stacking. I've followed, fallen really behind on BB can. So I got to go catch up on that on the treadmill. Oh, wow. So it's like a way to watch TV while staying. That's smart. Yeah, it's fun. And then actually, I, like drag race is a really good one to run to because you like when they're dancing and doing the lip sync, you're like hearing a song, seeing the dance. And I always get so hyped up when I'm running. And I notice that those parts, it's so much easier for me to keep running and like put the treadmill up higher. Oh, my God. But we watch drag race together. What? Oh, but there's been times like you stopped watching um, International. Oh, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There's been other seasons where you just stop and then I get to just post like, Jimbo. I was a little bit sad and I turned that one off. Yeah. And then I also actually Survivor is a good treadmill show, too, because of challenges. And then I go like but I watch Survivor with you, too. No, not Australian Survivor. Oh, my God. Yeah, girl. There's a lot of versions of all the shows I love. Wow. <laughs> but any challenge in the music, I'm just like, you're in the challenge. Like, prove to yourself you can do it. So what um, are you watching today on the treadmill? Big Brother. Canada okay. because I fell behind. Uh, but yes, I am a year older, feeling it a lot, um, but had a great weekend. It was nice like to finally be able to have a f- like friends over at our house. We haven't done that in like years. Yeah, no, it was great. So anything else you want to say about me aging? Any no, other surprises? I, I didn't know we're not allowed to say the number, <laughs> so I'm just trying really hard not okay, to say the Okay, I'm 34. I'm 34. Could you bleep that? Yeah, bleep oh, it. We also need to absolutely drag you on the podcast for the other day saying, oh, yeah. edit that out of me. And <laughs> oh, truly, yeah. it's our assistant, Millie, who edits the podcast yeah. now. <laughs> I don't edit the podcast anymore, but I still in my head sometimes panic at the idea. Especially <laughs> sometimes when we're doing this on a Friday afternoon and I'm feeling a little frisky, if you know what I mean. Frisky? Eat, eaten, oh, weed. I've eaten weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is most of the time. But not right now, actually. No. Because it is a Tuesday and I'm 34. Yeah. <laughs> Please bleep those numbers every time. Okay, shall we like get into our little... What did you learn this week? Yeah. More like what I learned this year. Oh, what did we learn this week? Which is nothing, by the way. <laughs> what? Kidding. What did I learn oh in the God. year of 34 or 33? Yeah, any big takeaways? Um... Uh, Speaking of fitness, like, I think the thing I learned this year is that you can still become more fit. I know I'm not, like, what? obviously that old. No, but there's this, like, fear that your body starts to degenerate, which in some oh. ways it does. But in the last year, I've, like, put a lot more focus on trying to, like, work out on a regular basis and, like, even do cardio on a regular basis. And a lot of – I know I've talked about it on this pod, but a lot of those things that I had problems with, with back, knee, have slowly become better. Um so it's like not just a degenerative process. It's like you can kind of work on your body in a way that helps to overcome those things, even at old age. And so many studies support this. Even at age 90, exercise is good for you. You know what I mean? Habits stack your TV. <laughs> um, but my actual what you learn this week is for all my people out there with anxiety and depression. Woo! Let's put it up in the house on the club. Um, Greg, I think I already told you this. Because I was so excited, I thought it was so interesting, but you're just going to have to pretend it's new information for you. So, a new study came out with some new perspectives on a simple way to increase your well-being. 
you know, because we're always told that exercise is key. You got to be moving. And mm-hmm. that is true. A lot of studies find, obviously, exercise is great for mental health in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But this new study found that the more varied locations a person visits in a day, the better they feel about their emotional and psychological well-being. <gasps> Isn't that cool? Me you never heard it. After being told that. <laughs> no, I think it's so smart and cool and true. And ever since you've told it, I've literally gone outside more <laughs> now for the sake of the study like obviously i'm extrapolating to myself but this study was on a variety of in and out patients so people that were officially diagnosed with like depression or anxiety and um had were either being held in like a facility or out on their own but still like working with uh you know like a, a foundation uh obviously i'm not doing that but i'm just like taking the results for myself because i feel anecdotally that it helps me too so they had actually tracked them with gps uh and they were like tracking also their well-being and how they felt and even when their mental health symptoms were still there they felt that it was helping them i honestly think it's so like true even today i was it was sunny out i was biking around the city i was just doing things (laughs) and i just felt like better oh i went on a walk with nathaniel my friend yeah and I just was like, that's what life's about. Just like, like being just like, somewhere else. I yeah. think the pandemic Even though stole- it was like 15 minute walk, it was just like weirdly something I wouldn't usually do. Usually I'd be doing work just in on the my same laptop spot and, all day. And it just was like a little thing that made me be like, that was great. Yeah. I think I realized too, that's like was really, as much as I am an introvert and liked being home in the pandemic, I also, and I'm excited for this to come back, like love to just go sit in a cafe and do work there for an hour even. Yeah. And just like read or take notes or even just your emails like it makes you feel like you've done something your day is actually segmented and so mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool like the greater in this study the person's movement the more likely it was to coincide with greater sense of well-being isn't it so weird that like we could do that now but for some reason i haven't really thought that we could because it's still i mean it's also still winter like we're just coming out it's cold left like go trek your way over somewhere but yeah but I think- it's more covid covid's so annoying because yeah. it's like even just going to the cafe the to work isn't that- just like free from being exposed that little voice in the back of your head yeah it's annoying anyway exercise obviously this has no implication on like that not being true (laughs) true exercise is also great for you but this is just a nice way to be like hey maybe that's a simpler explanation for somebody who has a hard time breaking through that exercise i'm totally doing just dance tonight but oh yeah but that's not changing locations (laughs) uh that's true i'm gonna do just dance in the park oh wow (laughs) should that be a thing the switch, that's what it's for. Okay, guys, squint really, really hard because it's a tiny screen, but we're going to do Just Dance. It's leaned up on that tree. <laughs> you would do that, too. No, I'll just use Just Dance because it'll, like, I have such muscle memory for every song to remind me. So then people just will follow me. Oh, like they're using yeah. your body choreography. Like, reach but out if you think that should be an Uber experience or whatever. I would do that in the park. <laughs> oh, we only just learned about Uber experiences. I didn't know that was a thing. That it's like, I thought they were just officially coordinated by Uber, but it's like anyone can make an Uber experience. I know. I That's don't know cool. if they would like kick me off the app, if I, but I really want it to be, I give everyone shrooms and we go bird. Oh, you'd get kicked off the app. Because of sure. the shrooms? You can't. Yeah. And then that'd be bad if they weren't on shrooms and only I was. And they'd Truly be like, um, Your muscles are relaxing and you're now just sitting down. Why aren't you taking us birding? And I'd be like, is anyone else feeling this? Okay. Oh, oh, one more fun little tidbit talking about my birthday in Survivor. Greg got me a cake and it was Jeff Probst nude. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. it was cut off. I cut off at the penis because they wouldn't print off. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> naked if image. you're of age, uh, Google Jeff Probst naked. It's literally Google images. I'll come right up. <laughs> Um, pretty good, pretty good, uh, impressive, dick pic. impressive yeah. dick pic. And honestly. that was what was on my cake. 
And Beautiful. yeah, but they wouldn't, they had to cut off at the pubes legally. Cause I guess if they had like a young worker. Yeah. You can't just like <laughs> be printing off porn in like a store. <laughs> anyway. What okay. did you learn this week? <laughs> That's what you learned. You can't just be printing off porn in a store. Okay. So I learned about elephants in Mozambique. It's kind of sad, oh. but it's also interesting. Okay. Okay. But due to poaching, which was like a really um intense thing that happened in the 80s and 90s in mozambique for their tusks yeah for their tusks for ivory and their tusks to get money that was funding a civil war at the time they poached them to such a small amount that as they're now good news sort of recovering Mm -hmm. the they're becoming more tuskless like because they were like bottlenecked down to such a small amount oh like the the genetic pool is less likely to be it's so well they're realizing like this is really weird because obviously it's not like lamarckian or whatever it's not like you just like don't want if the no yeah they obviously don't know that (laughs) but it's saying that like something has happened where obviously the reason that tusks are advantageous is that they can like dig and lift and gather food and strip bark and, like, and presumably like fight and and defense right? yeah. yeah but obviously that's actually no longer the case because there are a lot of elephants that don't have tusks in this mm. part of africa that were then not poached so huh. it was now becoming a like advantage like an to evolutionary advantage have, to not oh, have tusks like micro evolution yeah or like a forest what do you say like when humans are in, intervening in evolution yeah and i didn't re- like both male and females have tusks in this part of africa but in other parts oh. of the world it's like Oh, yeah, I thought it was only males. Yeah, that's like in Asia, apparently. Oh, yeah, it's so cool to realize that there are like distinct differences between Asian and African elephants. Yeah, and I know because we're so ignorant in Canada. We're like, an elephant! But they're probably like, (laughs) no, there's all different kinds. And we're like, yeah, there's different kinds of bears too. Did you know that? Yeah, so that species in particular now (laughs) in that region is like having less tusks as a result of that natural selection pressure almost yeah maybe not natural but well they're trying to like figure it out i'm like that's so interesting very cool and they're coming back they're coming back there they're coming back i love a comeback story love the comeback lisa kudrow yeah everyone should go watch that (laughs) (laughs) okay well let's take a little break and then we'll come back with my trainer and we'll be getting ripped together you're getting ripped tonight r.i.p that Mm mm-hmm Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Study time. Study time. Study time. time. Okay. (laughs) We are here with the man himself who's making me absolutely jacked as we speak. Uh, My trainer, personal coach, um, former power lifter. Have I got that right? Paul Hines. I'm always like, is it? It's Heinz. It's, it's <laughs> I Heinz. Ne- I never have to say your last name, so I'm always just like, I assume that's it. Um, 
Yeah, we're going to talk about bodybuilding today. Which isn't powerlifting. Exactly. Correct. But I, formerly on an episode, had no idea there was a difference between them. I did not know bodybuilding was about aesthetic. I thought it was about muscles, which I guess it is. No, it's about muscles, but it's like, oh, like who's the strongest? Yeah, and so you're going to teach us about that right now because that's where I want to start because we didn't know the difference between them. We fought. We fought. Greg knew more than I did. Well, no, I'm just like bodybuilding to me is like these competitions that are absurd. And I just like, and I just have been curious about how you win one. If it's not about who's the strongest. Mm. Yeah. So what is bodybuilding as a place to start off? Uh, I mean, yes, it's a, and it's an aesthetic competition first and foremost. Okay. So it's about your, how you look at the very core of it, but also how much muscle you're carrying, how symmetrical you are, like how symmetrical is your development overall. In other words, the gym bro who has very tiny legs and a big upper body would not win a bodybuilding competition because the judges are looking for, you know, your proportions to be relatively even. You don't want too much development in one area that outshines so Another? there's no strength component of mm. bodybuilding. No, you use strength to like build to your get muscles. your body. Okay, but on you stage they're strong. not asking you how much you deadlift or okay. how much you squat or anything. And then they're also looking at conditioning. So how lean are you? In other words, how much definition is visible? And that's how the criteria is used to judge. Okay, and some so, subjectivity is, is yeah, involved, like how but did like and there's some controversy sometimes because like the person who's more conditioned doesn't win, and right, you know, people on the internet get really upset. But so does it come down to like just a handful of judges? Is that what bodybuilding usually is like? There's a panel of X amount of judges that are looking at it, or is it like does it depend on the competition? Or there's multiple federations, but yeah, usually usually there's a, a number of judges like. I think any competition, even in the Olympics, there's multiple right. judges yeah, that yeah. are judging the competitors. And then they all give their own individual rating. Mm-hmm. And then that person, there's usually, it's usually two or three days, and then they got called back up to come on stage, and they compare that person to the other people who got called back. Okay. So if you get like a, another call out, as it's called, then that you're in good you're in good shape. If you don't get a call out, that means you're not coming back. Okay. Then like you auditioned and you didn't make the, okay. make the part, right? <laughs> okay, but do they ever, with like measuring tape, go around a bicep? No. So, so it's purely what it look. looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And has oh that changed God. over time? Like, I feel like we kind of chatted about this and you like, how do, who decides? Is there a rubric? Like a, do, when you're bodybuilding, are people like, okay, I know I want my abs to look this way. So I need to exercise this mm. way. Yeah. Like it's like, and is it like, or how big do you want your worth muscles? more than like <laughs> your arms? It, I mean, again, it depends on the federation and it also depends on the type of competition. Like now they have bodybuilding and then they'll have physique competitions where yeah. it's um, or men's physique where, or like women's physique where like for the men, they just wear board shorts. So they actually cover up their most Because the they're like, Why? that's not. Because it's it's not designed to be a, a, mostly about mass and like how big someone is. So if you look at the old school bodybuilders like Arnold and like the era of Arnold, um, the era of pumping <laughs> iron, right? Yeah, I can I can do more of that accent. If you want. Um, yeah, he works out. Milk he is good, Arnold. Milk is for babies. If you're a real man, you drink beer. <laughs> Literally, a quote from Pumping Iron. But um, and you look back at the bodybuilders in that era: Frank Zane, Serge Nubret, uh, yeah, Franco Colombo. Yeah, um, there are heroes. Google yeah, them. Google them, them if you're curious. Franco Colombo used to be the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, you know, he that's, did. That's the actor. Yeah. Um, because they couldn't green screen muscles back then. They had to have have to have a guy that Actual big. Actual muscles. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like wow. You, you had no editing, right? So right. Like you had to get someone that jacked to be the Hulk. And, and they then, painted him green? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that yeah. is yeah. so interesting. Oh, my God. Um, Alpha the energy. Yeah. <laughs> but they... but. 
back then there was a different aesthetic, right? Their, their waists were much leaner. They could do the vacuum where you basically like pull your rib, Ew, your stomach yeah. in, and your rib cage is like showing. Um, the it's the, <laughs> there wasn't as much focus on mass overall, like at okay. all costs. It wasn't and about then, being as big as possible. It was yeah. more. It was being able your... to suck in that weird look. <laughs> yeah, with the oil. It's abdominal control. It's amazing, which um, is cool. But yeah, also is freaky. It? It's yeah, freaky. It's freaky. You're but not it, holding it for long periods of time, so it's. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I any like... sport, this is not about health. Let's just be honest. Oh, he's calling it a sport. But, but it, well, <laughs> I, I would. You're, you're training is. for something, and you're you? being judged on it. Yeah, right? So sport where you tan a bit of oil on you. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, great. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I have another question. Is tanning part of it? Yeah. Well, like it, they have to fake tan, and and usually, um, oh, that's so to make the muscle weird. definition show more, right? Because uh, they're already pretty lean, right? They're already you know in single digit body fat by the time they step on stage, or at least they should be if they want to place well. And then they, they want to get a call back. They better be single digit body exactly. fat. <laughs> well, you you want your skin to be very thin, right? So then to have the muscle definition show even more, they'll they'll have multiple layers of usually fake tan on, and they'll. Um, they'll have someone usually helping them to contour it. So it, I was going to say, is uh, that if it's fake tan, is that not like doping if all of a sudden you're drawing on the abs? Well, they're not drawing on the abs. The abs still exist. <laughs> okay, sorry, right, but, but I have a like, question. Are like, they emphasizing like, it by they going emphasize like, with like paint? So no? like, is that you, like a no-no? You, you painted. I know I've seen yeah. your paintings, right? <laughs> you, maybe you add some shading, let's say. But yeah. the overall mass is still there. Okay, right? but it's not like they, you're it's not accentuating like, it. You're say. like allowed. To, it's not like if they find out you like added some like brown paint vibe to an ad that you got like kicked out. No, no, you would. That, I don't think I've heard of that happening. But again, because it's so weird, because they are so tanned, and, and like, is tanning actually help with muscle definition visually? If you, depending on how you layer it, sure. But wow. I mean, again, like, you can't fake how wide you yeah, are yeah. or how pronounced your chest is, you know, from a side view. Yeah. Or like, even how big your arm is. Like right. that, you're not gonna be able to paint makeup. Way yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, it's interesting though. Actually, tanning, I feel like, would give you more muscle definition because. If you have like divots in your body yep. or yeah. your chest is big, you're gonna tan in different ways Whoa. on those spots that it probably yeah. does bring out like that. Think about like that natural shade. Next in week, I'm just like Ariana Grande, <laughs> fake tan. Hey, you've gone through multiple stages from like red to brown to now. Okay, now I'm in my peak form. <laughs> so like it's just a physical visual competition yep. where these judges judge. And then there's no measurement. Are there different classes of people like the smaller ones to the medium yeah. to the biggest? And yeah. then you win your like thing, like your division. Wrestling? Yeah. So you, I don't know what the current weight classes are now because I think they've changed recently. Um, but you'd have, you know, from the 100s all the way up to the super heavy, which if I last recall was above 270 pounds. Wow. Right? Um, and, wow. and you can win your class and then you can also win the overall. So if, the judges oh, you get the wow. highest scoring basically based on the criteria that they're you're rating um you can win the overall you know so that's that's a big deal if you do that because that means you beat not only your everyone in your class yeah. but like all the bodybuilders that were at that show and beat them because truly like some people were like you look the hottest <laughs> You look the most jacked, and we can see striations in your glutes. Yeah, it's like, wow, sounds pretty gay to me. It's so gay. <laughs> if it's guy on guy judge, it's so gay. But okay, also, if is there a world where they're all getting ready in like the change room, and they know that that's the guy that's gonna win because he's the biggest, or like can someone go up there and like a peacock like puff themselves so well? I mean, they, you like, do win. you do pump up backstage because like by the time out. you yeah you do you usually bring bands behind stage with you and you Whoa. do a bunch of arm and chest and back exercises whatever to just drive more blood into the like areas right that are going to be more pronounced up. yep and also before that you work in <laughs> dieting down to very low uh, levels 
of carbohydrates usually so that you are as lean as possible. And then you get, after you weigh in, you get to refeed much like an MMA fighter would after they weigh in where they get to take oh, in some nutrients okay. and start to rehydrate and rebuild that fullness in their muscles that will make them more and visible like and energy. popping on stage. Okay. Um, and so your weight category is before that you get as you light as in, you possibly can. You have to be inside your get weight, out class. all your liquids, yeah. like <laughs> go oh to the bathroom, peeing, <laughs> taking big old dumper <laughs> that day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you, you then pump up backstage up. and yeah, sure. When you're backstage, you're looking around and you're seeing, Oh, that I know that person because they're, they're an up and comer or I know that person because oh they won last God. time yeah. depending on who's there in, in your region. Right. Um, if you're at the Arnold, which is like one of the bigger the competitions in North America, yeah, Arnold, um, <laughs> then you're getting the best of the best. Right. Wow. Those North America. Are I like, need to watch that. What I'm curious about is, okay, is there, once you're there, is there, is it easy to like choke? on stage like you know mm -hmm. if you're like a figure skater mm -hmm. it's like you could be yeah. the best in the world but if you fall yeah. you're not going to yeah. win this like round. you don't puff or, your tits big enough yeah or is it pretty much like okay it's you're if you're there at the and stage you already have what you have and you're just showing it off so the question. only yeah that's a good question the only thing i could think of that would come into play <laughs> is with the posing because there uh -huh. is there is a competitive no aspect to... where you are side by side with however many people are in your class and you get judged kind of comparatively right and then there's also the solo act where you you basically pose on stage and you incorporate <laughs> a series of poses like a uh, most muscular where you're like flexing like this mm -hmm. or like a double bicep where you're flexing like this um and then the judges are just focused on you right so that factors somewhat into the overall like score building up points through that you still got to be better than the other People. Yeah, and they're yeah. never judging hot face. No, not they're that not I know. Of. <laughs> but, but I, I, listen, subjectively, I they are. Do you That'd think be... they would admit that if they were? Yeah, exactly. they're not admitting it. But if one of them's got a gorgeous, there should be a study face. on that to be like, is there a natural influence of how beautiful someone's face yeah. is? That or how like, symmetrical? What yeah, their face is more symmetrical without the judges even necessarily yeah. realizing impacting their. Yeah, their no, and that's that's true, and also like the like type of skin because if you were black or you were white people are like white tanning to try and get right. ahead but if you're black you're like well i can't like tan in the same way yeah they still put tan on though oh really oh yeah wow yeah. okay well there you go and yeah. i'm just like there could be a lot of interesting sociological experiments <laughs> about some racism going on in the bodybuilding community <laughs> that's yeah, true probably. yeah probably but like oh man i need to see the arnold where do you go it, like is, i'm assuming you have to like go to ohio, ohio but you can oh, ohio of course you have to literally go you can go on youtube and just watch the highlights from people no i want to be in person i want to smell the fake tan <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i want to smell the farts because oh. you know that that change room is going to smell like Well, you, you know, know I already told you Greg is curious about this. Yeah, I have Greg, a problem because I'm trying to gain muscle and I smell so bad. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Well, I mean, don't pretend you don't know what I'm, I'm talking about. No, I do know. I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, byproduct or the side effect of a lot of whey protein or protein powder. Yeah, it's not even whey. Main, is that the main? It's culprit? just protein. Well, right? let's use process elimination. Was it happening before right. you started taking? I mean, he has always been fairly smelly. Okay, whoa. But drag me to the it's, the earth. it's definitely worse no i'm now. trying to like eat last more night protein. i came home and yes. was like it was bad wrong like it house. was like sick yeah. it was like truly yeah. yeah last night it smelled like a really bad like restroom like at a gas station <laughs> like in our whole home and i was hoping you were coming home half an hour later <laughs> so i was gonna open the door i was like um is something rotting or did you just fart a lot and okay so like, we know that it's like sulfur byproducts so like mm -hmm. there are lots of things that like i'm eating on top of just protein, like I eat lots of like broccoli and eggs, and like yeah. those are yeah. those create fart smells. But I am <laughs> also like trying to like lift weights and eat a lot of protein. Yeah, and I'm just like, is that? I think he's eating too much. Do you want me? To 
tell them. Yeah, sometimes eat like 170 to 200 grams of protein. So I mean, here's the thing. Everyone's jaws on the floor. (laughs) No, I'm not. I mean, I'm about 225, and I aim for. 200 plus grams a day. So wow, like, you must smell like shit. No, but so here's so here's the thing, right? It's like, I think that the, like any kind of food sensitivity issue you're having, like doing a process elimination to find out what are yeah. your triggers is probably a, a valuable True. thing Like it do. might not yeah. just be protein. It yeah. might be some Something of the protein else. sources. Yeah. That so that start choosing. taking things out. Although we did do an episode about my fart problem <laughs> and realize like bananas do help like certain types of carbohydrates and I have not been eating bananas and so I started putting them in my smoothie today. Yeah, I, I realize I'm like maybe they're I need like to go they're back like a binding that. agent, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. also just have like certain like, like biochemical. Break, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love bananas. Yeah, Fantastic. so I think that maybe like I will say I have not been eating bananas. Yeah, so I'm gonna try that before I process of eliminate. <laughs> so so I'll I'll tell a personal story. So I've <laughs> I found that depending on the brand, if we're going to talk specifically about protein powders, like I would use whey. Um, certain brands are worse than others, right? Certain, for the fart. Yeah, hmm. yeah. For the digestive system, right? Um, I, when I <laughs> I used to work in construction, and I remember I was taking a weight gainer actually at the time, and What's that's that? a little bit different than protein in oh. that it's much more it's much higher carbohydrate mm, to protein like ratio, protein. whereas usually protein powders like, are much more protein. Yeah. Versus the ratio of carbohydrates is pretty minimal. Um, and I remember <laughs> my boss at the time was in the front of the house framing the house, and I was in the back, and he was like, "Well, I guess the Canadian government is." doing some chemical testing like oh it was that God. bad and this is like a two-story house you know yeah. in, in, in oh like the God. suburbs of Brampton oh so and I'm like that was my cue I need to stop taking this yeah. you know what if it means that I have to eat a bit more food right. to get the same caloric <laughs> intake I'd much rather do that and not kill anyone than yeah. so, so that's called co-worker. weight gainer weight gainer yeah so you get do you buy it under the name weight gainer or is usually, it a type yeah. of protein powder no it's just... called weight gainer and wow. it's usually very high calorie per scoop Whoa. So again, like You're with any to, like, supplement, on mass. Yeah. it's designed to help you supplement your diet, right? So my mm. usual recommendation for like protein powders or powders in general is like maybe just don't have more than half your intake come from it. Oh like my god, it, no, that's not yeah. that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, I hope not. No, like, I know. You I'm can just even like adjust that ratio. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. So, so some people like maybe cross that threshold of yeah. like Earlier. half of their diet yeah. is like more yeah. like protein powder. But you eat 225 grams of protein uh, a day. No, I'll try to stay around there. Again, it's not an exact wow. number because there is a there like it's not like if you eat more protein, you're going to automatically build more muscle. Like right. muscle is a very expensive time consuming process requires a lot of resources so as long as you're within you know 0.8 grams a kilogram of body weight which is kind of the base level and universally agreed upon in the dietitian or nutrition world 0.8 per kilogram yeah all the way up to i i would go one gram or one gram per pound of body weight but that's if you're someone who's like training like really pushing you're really trying to gain muscle then that's the the target that i'd say you aim for and then you just make adjustments based on how you feel and how sensitive you are to like mm-hmm. what what you're taking in when you're trying to build muscle <laughs> and you're say you're eating one this is a personal question one pound <laughs> per one pound of protein per pound wait no one gram of point protein per pound yeah how much should you be like weightlifting in minutes per day before you're just like <laughs> not do you know what I mean? Like I'm doing like a 45 minute workout, like five days a week. So, okay. so let's, I'll, I'll, I'll flip this question back. On okay. You, right. Is it the time spent in the gym or is the, the work that you're doing that matters within that time? 
That Ooh, would... okay, that's a good point. Okay, it's 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 good work. It's good work. I'm doing good work. Okay. <laughs> but so it's like, only like 45 minutes. Because what, what I mean is like people can people can get caught up in like it, it's like the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hour right you know number. Focused. If I get 10,000 hours of this, that means I'm going to be an expert. Mm. And it's like uh, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just because you do five days a week of working out, I don't know what type of workout you're doing, wow, what gotcha. body parts you're hitting, yeah. how close you're taking your sets to failure, how much you're recovering between sets, what how much sleep you get at home what you're eating like there's a lot of other factors see now i know all this because he trains me damn (laughs) i'm like i need to know what those things are i need to know what those things are your job do you go to failure well now i try to it's my least favorite thing yeah yeah (laughs) i feel more but he's there to help you yeah yeah Yeah, i'm there i'm there to push it yeah and and, you know there for someone like mitch who who historically ooh, give us the good so so historically like you you came from a place where you were using fitness initially to help like with With your back back pain and with like your sensitivity overall and now and i said this to you when you first started working with me there's going to come a time when like we're going to go closer to failure on stuff and it's not going to be comfortable right but that mechanical tension like getting closer to like when you cannot do another repetition is a part of like building muscle yeah you don't want to do it all the time but it is good to go- expose yourself to that every once in a while so you've done that yeah i mean obviously you've done that no i know but i'm talking about you i'm talking about <laughs> well, you now right yeah now. i feel like now you. i finally hit that point where i am like i actually want to push myself more yeah because for so long like obviously i had all these back problems in the past and they and did then, go away from oh my god exercise. it's been the and i like knock on freaking wood but this is the longest i've ever gone without a back incident. i know it's amazing and even like that when it's sometimes it might be like a little off but it's so different now like it's just like a little off and that's like the most i've had for like a year and a half which is nice but now i feel like finally i'm like okay that's gone long enough now i've been let's go to failure bro yeah i'm ready i mean at a certain point you're like well if i'm here i might as well be like doing pushing myself yeah yeah um so yeah well i wanted to go back to not to bodybuilding but clarify the difference of powerlifting yeah and that's what you did ever bodybuilded like, like a have I ever stepped on stage in a speedo and all right. myself up? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, no. Damn it. I know you can't find those videos because they don't exist. I love. Um, I just remembered the speedo of it all. Lifting, I'm assuming, then is about how much you can. Yes. Lift. So in the world of strength sports, which we're, if we'll call bodybuilding a sport, even if Greg doesn't want to, <laughs> um, we'll throw it in there. Um, bodybuilding would be the the one that's all about aesthetics and yeah. and and has a slight subjective bias based on who's judging, whereas powerlifting would be literally about who can lift the most weight on three lifts so your back squat your bench press and your deadlift and Uh, you either lift it or you don't and there's criteria you still have to follow in other words uh for the squat for example you have to hit a certain depth okay oh wow and there's three judges there watching uh, to make sure that you do oh my god they're like tennis judges when the ball goes out and they're just like (laughs) yeah 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 and and there's no instant replay there's no var but like oh my god would would the instant replay be their ass It just would. Like it would be like oh, like, like slow. It'd probably be a side view. Sledding. It's kind of hard to judge depth from behind. Just just, okay, to, just okay, to be clear. Okay, okay. Yeah. But um, still, I would love the Olympics having to be like, look at that ass getting low. Yeah. Oh, didn't hit the line. <laughs> and then for bench press, you are basically you have to pause in your chest with the barbell. 
sometimes until you hear your press command okay. and then and then lock out fully oh, fuck. and you know your butt has to stay on the bench so if your butt rises off the bench it's the judge like will see that that's a no lift oh, if you rack if you rack the bar before they say rack <gasps> then you also may miss wow. the lift wow that's so um, that is and like then for the deadlift <laughs> the deadlift is the last lift of the day and it's the simplest you literally walk up to the bar they're not going to cue you to when to pick it up you just grab on get tight and then and then stand up and then you have to lock out fully and then they'll say down and you can get called for if you hitch or like trying to hop, like basically right. hop the bar up your legs or if the bar goes uh, back down and then comes back uh, up. Like there's a lot of details that vary from federation to federation, but is by that and large. the Olympic one? No. So that's, so that's, that's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So what was that one? That's so that was power powerlifting. Lifting. So squat, back squat on your back with the bar going, sitting down and then standing back up, bench press, laying down on the bench, pressing the bar up after pausing on your chest and then deadlift this bars on the floor hip hinge, go down and stand up with it. <laughs> Done um, all those. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're good exercises. <laughs> um, and then Olympic lifting. Oh my God. Is the more, uh, celeb- is the celebrity cousin of powerlifting. In other words, you can do it on an international stage at the Olympics. Right. right? So there's no powerlifting no. in the Olympics. It's no. just the one that they lift. Okay. Explain that. You so, so Olympic lifting is, is a two lift sport. Right where you have the snatch, which is basically a wide grip on the barbell, starting in a squat on the floor. Yeah. You you basically stand up, you extend explosively, and you throw the bar overhead, and you usually catch it in deep squat. Yeah. You have to stand up with it until the judges say down, and then you you, you put it down. And Ugh. there's there's no um, eccentric or lowering component of lifts. Like that's why you see it's them just, drop uh, the bar versus drop. with powerlifting, you don't do that. Okay. You have to you have you to have control to... it usually. Oh, wow. um, and then the clean and jerk, which is hands kind of like a deadlift grip on the bar like right right outside of your knees you start in a deadlift position stand up catch it in what we call the front rack like yeah your shoulders like that and then you jerk the bar up into a locked out position judges say good as soon as you're standing still and you come back down do Uh, do you have to be able to do both or are they separate competitions no you have to be able to do both it's like you get it's like one round is this then one round is this you You just snatch first gets the lighter of the two lifts and and then the clean and jerk that one's scary and why is that the only one in the olympics do you know or is just some weird like historical thing i honestly think that uh (laughs) i i don't know if there's any historical evidence as to why it's not but i think power thing as a as a sport they've both gone through multiple iterations historically like they used to have other lifts that were involved in olympic lifting and powerlifting, and then they kind of phased them out or someone said it's like versions of the bible someone's like let's take this part out and then like they just decided yeah like yeah kind of and then we're gonna do yeah. it this way and then yeah. you guys are all wrong because you do it this way right, right? Like okay. religion for, <laughs> right, right. for lack of a better like comparison. religion it does just <laughs> yeah. change and everyone just like says it's one thing and then you and have these members over here which follow yeah. this dis- yeah. discipline and then these and ones they hate over here. the other people <laughs> yeah so power thing is actually really really bad for that like not not at the grassroots level like you'll see local meets in toronto and and their surrounding area which are very very welcoming and very um, open, but like at the higher level, like <laughs> everyone has their opinion about which is the best way to do the sport. Olympic thing, it's that it, you see less of that, right? So you'll see coaches who disagree with the approach by which you put someone on the podium in huh. Olympic thing. But I mean, if they're still producing a world champion, it doesn't really matter. And, right. that, there's, and that one's like a little less subjective, certainly less subjective than the showing off my muscles body with oil one. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're, all, they're lifting things above their head and if they can't, they can't. And there's some subjectivity, like if you don't follow the guidelines for the lift, then you right. can also get disqualified, but it's not about at all how you look. Right. Just yeah. complete opposite from, yeah. from bodybuilding. I can't believe bodybuilding Can you describe 
what <laughs> is the visual difference between like when someone's a great power lifter or Olympic lifter, like what do yeah. they look like? Cause I don't really watch either of the sports. I can yeah. picture a bodybuilder like doing the poses and obviously being really ripped, but I'm now and assuming in power, their stomach. That's I'm so assuming a power lifter will have like a much higher fat percentage, like not be, Oh yeah. They're not going to be uh, being trim. shredded, but maybe yeah. just being bigger. Is that true? So again, this, this kind of depends on what uh, level you're looking at. If you're looking at, you know, beginner to intermediate who are just competing at local meets, you'll see a very wide range of body okay. types there. Same for Olympic lifting, actually. Um, so when I've competed or when I've taken my team to compete, um, I they're usually if they it's their first time doing it and it's their first time competing in anything, they're actually very surprised at like how much body diversity there be, is. Because okay. interesting. As long as you can do the lifts, yeah, you can do right. it. that's like, cool. It's, it's really cool. It's really actually quite inclusive um, versus bodybuilding, which takes like. Right. A much higher level of discipline, a much like, like longer really time frame to get that to do, kind of yeah. development where you can actually show it off. And, you know, there's just lower risk, uh, you know, when you comes to powerlifting yeah. um, or even Olympic lifting, uh, not from an injury perspective necessarily, but like from just the how much work you have to put in to achieve a result right? even if like the moves seem dangerous to me, yeah. you're saying <laughs> yeah. you're saying like bodybuilding requires so much different lead up are you saying it's more dangerous no so i'm saying well actually strength sports in general are probably have the lowest injury rates of all physical activity oh i guess so like olympic thing powerlifting and bodybuilding and and it's not like it's not like in sport like in soccer like you can't predict what you're gonna do right there's other people involved yes yeah and figure skating, my God! Yeah, <laughs> throw. Let's just chuck this person in the air. Yeah, yeah. have them flip over five times. And yeah, then yeah. Like, yeah. truly dangerous. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, it's to mention weak micro powerlifting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna say that just to, just like I just need. To, I'm glad I know that now. Oh yeah, well, it's actually the lowest injury. It's the easiest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all sports have their own challenges and and drawbacks, right? It's I find it's it's one of the most accessible. Right. So if you're someone and I have a lot of people like this who have, has never competed in anything hmm. right? and you're like, you start training, you start lifting weights. You're like, I like how this feels. I like, I like something about it that's intrinsic to me. And then you maybe look at what, well, what can I do with it? You know, like, and I, and this is when I can come in and be like, I think you'd really enjoy this. Why don't you try it? And like they a go competition. To a, yeah. And they go to a meet, they train for it, you know, however long the time frame is between the meet and where they are now. And they go and you have to wear a singlet. So like a one piece, oh, you know, like, like a wrestler. Sexy. Like, everyone has to wear it. Everyone has to wear okay, it. I'm literally going to do this. I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine like for my brand. Oh, by the way, I'm actually also doing powerlifting competition. <laughs> Um, I also know someone who did uh, custom singlets for our team, so like, oh which God. is really really fun because yeah. like it's not comfortable wearing that. Okay. Singlets like, are so hot. Yeah, but everyone's wearing one, and then yeah. you might as well look good yeah. in something you want to look good. Every right? gay guy for Halloween's like, I'm a wrestler, yeah. just so they can wear a goddamn thing. Right, 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 right. It's like actually so annoying. You go to Halloween parties, like, oh cool, yeah, you're a boxer, hot take, <laughs> nice singlet. It is hot. Um, but but you know what? It's like for people that you know again want the lower risk, right? They want something that they can visibly or you know objectively say, "I did that. I either yeah. lifted it or I didn't." Yeah. Um, and maybe you'll win a, win a, a prize, <laughs> right? And and maybe you'll have some good memories to walk away from mm-hmm. after doing it. Even if you never do it again, you can say, "You Just know what? Like, I uh, trained for something. I trained for a goal. I achieved that goal." And I think that's really really valuable. Jack's version of marathon. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah pretty I mean? much. Like, totally. Like, like, without, the, without the band-aids in your nipples. You know? Yeah, without right. band-aids on the <laughs> oh nipple. Oh my God. Just I don't farts. think I could 
do you think I could be a powerlifter? Okay, that is like the best question. Like, I'm gonna say, I yes. definitely think you guys, you like, guys but deep yeah. down, I'm like, that's no, not I'm what you so want. I'm so bad at competition. Well, it actually just depends on what. No, kind. you're so good at game competition. Oh, I'm really good at games. You're really, sure. really good at games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good. Does he play games with you? We went no. to, one time we did. So we had a, we yeah. had a, uh, client social oh my god i thought you meant like that, playing games in the gym like like literally like like mind like playing with in mind like, i'm actually not that yeah, was actually it, only we, my second we round do ch chess squatting which is the like chess boxing so he <laughs> yeah. squats for one set and then he makes a move and then i yeah. make my move we should do that yeah um no but i feel like under the pressure of an like i like games that you can have more time to strategize and think mm -hmm. and i feel like something that requires like this pressure on this literal 10 yeah. seconds i feel like i would care oh, like i, I definitely so psych you, myself out you do have three attempts right so okay. in all these you do have three attempts Mitch, yeah. you a power right? lifter. and usually what what i tell people is and this is very common advice is your first attempt should be something that you can do like your first single because you're only lifting it for one time but you're doing three attempts okay. your first attempt should always be something you can do like on your At worst home. training day like you slept four hours, yeah. Okay. You have diarrhea, and so then you, you could still confidence. come in the gym, and yeah, you build your confidence because you also don't want to bomb your first lift, and then you're like, well, I didn't make that one, so now my second one's not going to go well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and then you build from there. And, but and do you, but you wouldn't mean do because isn't the weight that you lift going to make you lose if you can't do enough weight, or is it also how you do it? Like. I mean, there is how you do it in terms of like the hitting depth on the squat yeah. and adhering to the judges. Oh, you can just go to competition. You can still like compete so i again i would only i would tell people you're competing against yourself mm. yes there's mm. a roster of lifters you're going to be in a flight with which is what it's called it's basically the order of who's going first based on the lift that they're doing and the weight on the bar um but again at the at the same time you're only you're competing against your last lift yeah right? like at the end of the day not necessarily okay. get to the unless level you have competitive aspirations where you're like i want to go to a national level meet gotcha. or like ipf which is international power thing federation which you can go somewhere usually in europe and and be judged with a really strict standard against people from all over the world. But again, that's the one percent of right. power. So it's like I can do it. I might get last place, but I yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now and, that's fun. <laughs> and, you, and you know what? Like honestly, that's one of people's biggest hangups with the sport. Is like, well, what if I come last? What if I'm the weakest yeah. one? What if I'm squatting only the bar? I'm mm -hmm. like, it literally doesn't matter. Right. Like, because I've been at meets where like there's someone there who has a five pound plate on either side of the bar, and the I audience is screaming for them to like, come oh on, my get god, it that up. is so cute. I'm gonna cry. cry. Yeah. <laughs> that's disney yeah that and it, be a movie. it doesn't matter it's like effort is effort yeah you know? oh, and, and, and your struggle is your struggle your and best. people can empathize with like you really worked hard at that yeah. like oh you know i'm getting God. tingles just saying this yeah, i'm obsessed I'm with power lifting <laughs> um and it's really that's why again i think it's very very uh, it's a very inclusive or democratic if you want to use that term sport mm. Um, where you can you can go and be celebrated based on your effort, not yeah. compared to someone else, unless you choose to like to try to competitive you know, medal like, yeah. or get <clears throat> at the higher level. But for people doing their first meets, I don't even put that on the radar. I'm like, just go do your do best. Oh my god, I can lift five pounds on each side. I should just go do that. Yeah, <laughs> you should <laughs> just be like and like really dramatic, like. Oh, <laughs> and then put it on TikTok and <laughs> yeah, and go viral. <laughs> yeah. Question: In your view, is like powerlifting or Olympic lifting, quote unquote, healthy. You know what I mean? Like if we're talking about fitness and obviously like yeah. there's so many studies that show like lifting weights is like really good for you. The cardio is really good for you. Is this, is this a type of modification that's not really about health? It's about like just pushing yourself to the limit, mm -hmm. which obviously even like 
marathons could arguably be yeah. not that healthy for you because you're yeah. putting a lot of strain on your muscles. So again, I would just reframe that question. What, when are you most likely to see negative effects from doing something that's supposedly health promoting when you take it to an extreme? Mm-hmm. So if you're an elite level powerlifter and you're pushing your body to achieve, put loads on yourself that, you know, most people in their lifetime will not ever, ever touch. Mm-hmm. There's health drawbacks from that, right? right? Like if you're going to be a competitive runner, there's health drawbacks from that. Right. And if you're going to be a competitive figure skater, hockey player, you know, MMA fighter, like getting punched, football in the, player. Getting punched in the head is not healthy. Right. You know, football yeah. players definitely. It's 100% like, um, uh, CTE is like very real. Serious issues. I would yeah. never wish on my kid. Yeah. And so I think player. it all depends. Like, is the action of lifting weights healthy as a basic statement? Sure. Mm-hmm. But like anything, you can mm-hmm. have, I don't want to say an abuse of it, but it's kind of like, for lack of a better term, that. Like you can, you can take it to that extreme where right. it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. Just like you can, you know, Basically eat more healthy, healthy to, yeah. to, to be, to improve your, your, your body and your overall health and well-being, or you can take it to extreme and, and right. go into like eating disorder territory. Yeah. Is it is it the action of eating healthy that's the problem, or is it like how far like the, you yeah. take it? Right. Yeah, that's um, that's okay. that's the best way I can kind of phrase that because like you know you have people who have never touched weight before and start lifting like wow I feel so much better they notice yeah. all these health improvements like I, my doctor said my bone density is better yeah, I was you know? like, good for the bones mm-hmm. yeah my 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 mood is better my focus is better and like anything like. Great, keep yeah. going, right? If you want to take that to a, another level, there's maybe some drawbacks from that to that, and there's yeah. always there's always trade offs with everything. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out one of my little studies now. We've been having so much fun talking about it. it was just about it came out last month, and it was like, oh god, I don't power know how lifting to use a is bad. I'm getting <laughs> imagine that would be the journalist's title on the uh, yeah the, the, news, the news article. It's like powerlifting takes five years off your life yeah (laughs) so obviously we know like exercise is healthy and strength training is healthy like it's not like this is groundbreaking but it was over three decades hundreds of thousands of people between the ages of 18 to 97 this came out last month 97 hot yeah that's an amazing longitudinal study yeah. yeah huge 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 um and ultimately, they found that muscle strengthening lowers the risk of death from all causes, mm-hmm. including cancer and heart disease. I have, I love when they say all causes because you're like, from getting hit by a car? Yeah. <laughs> but all natural well, causes. Well, yeah, you stop but, a car, but I mean, yeah, strength. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I've probably, heard stories of people like, who are like on their bicycle or true. motorbike. They get hit after literally coming from the gym. Like I think of one story in particular. And yeah, they had to go get surgery. They had broken bones and stuff, but they but if, like recovered. Yeah, maybe your recovery is uh, right? higher if you're, yeah, yeah. you're... You're more durable. So that's this interesting. was this study was trying to specifically find like a quote unquote dose because that's never uh, been quantified yeah. a before. A dose of, of exercise training of exercise. Basically. Oh, okay. And what they found was that 30 to 60 minutes a week of activities like li- uh, lift weighting or push ups or heavy gardening brought about the, yeah. like up to 20 yeah. percent chance decrease in dying from all causes. Wait, yeah. 30 to 60 minutes a week? A week. That's it. Wow. So um, basically they were just trying to be like, after that there are improvements, but they call it a J curve. So it just like yeah. doesn't, de- you, the ROI for the average person the longer, is like 60 minutes. If you heavy gardening. Heavy gardening was one of them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Science is like such a nerdy territory <laughs> because like truly they're always like, do you do realize gardening is the best thing for your goddamn health? <laughs> like that's always said. And I'm like, I think yeah. that's like, like well, because you're with nerd bias. And you're yeah, no, no, I know. And, I, and whenever I do garden, I am like, this is, hard but i'm like there's a lot of other things like you know like oh they gave cleaning. more examples there was like carrying yeah. grocery bags yeah and like yeah. yoga yeah. and like it's you just a, start going into no frills and taking other yeah. people's bags and like <laughs> yeah. walking to their car I got, that, I got that for you but gardening is like an aerobic 
exercise, but I'm also sometimes I'm like, it's like a bad one for, if you don't do it right, you're bending over wrong. It's just like a That's weird true. thing that people you can choose yourself from it. or like a lot of studies choose. Sometimes my back hurts after. I yeah. You have to crouch down. Uh, that was just strength training. And then they said in the study, when they combined aerobic exercise, that risk dropped by 40%. Yep. And I thought that was amazing. Like, obviously we all know it's healthy, like good for you, but it is cool to be like, okay, we can. See. Yeah. The more studies to like, make you remember why you're goddamn doing it yeah and i had it different so unless you have something else you want to say no i all i mean that's awesome i think the my biggest takeaway that i get from that is what the minimum effective dose can look like Mm -hmm. right because i think people can have this idea that if i need to go every day if you are not training five days a week well then it's not worth it yeah Yeah. and i've seen posts online from people basically downplaying the effect of exercise if you are someone who sits you know, for a certain amount of time per day. Then it's like not worth it. But when you look at the research, it doesn't actually support that idea. It's like, even if you are sitting or in a sedentary job for eight hours a day, Mm -hmm. you're still better off exercising versus not exercising. So we want to get people, more people moving and more people finding ways to move that are meaningful to them. And if that, if that study is basically looking at over a very long time frame, Mm -hmm. you only need 30, 60 minutes and you can see this massive marked health improvement, but also like maybe you won't die earlier or from different causes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's what we need more of. <laughs> that is right? true. Yeah. It's I nice mean, that it's not that much. It's part yeah. of that accessibility piece that I really do try to get across to people. Um, where like something is literally better than nothing. Like mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. if if you you can't do an hour workout, cool. Do 30 minutes. You can't do 30 minutes, go for a 10 minute walk. Like yeah. we're talking about long, like lasting behaviors that are done sustainably over time. Yeah, like and you can always scale it up. Like yeah. you can always do more. Yeah. But oftentimes for people, the hardest part is getting started. And so mm-hmm. if you can make that that first rung in the ladder like very very accessible yeah then well guess what they're gonna feel more motivated like oh i can do that Mm -hmm. okay and i get benefits from that amazing yeah like that so that's what stuck out to me about that totally that's true you don't have to because it can feel overwhelming you're right when most people because i feel like in most people's minds at least mine when i started it felt like if i was doing anything less than three days a week it was kind of like is it doing anything but knowing mentally like of course it's still doing something but you kind of get this in your head like oh you want to commit to something but then it becomes overwhelming when you're like and it does take a long time yeah and at the beginning your body hurts so much that you're like i can't I don't want to do another one at the beginning, you know? And like also going to the gym, it's like you always just like go to a space where there's someone who's just like so jacked. Yeah. Like there's always someone at a gym that you're like comparing yourself to. And you're like, I come here a lot, but like, why the hell don't I look like that? (laughs) Yeah. And like, you don't get to see how How long they've been doing it for. Yeah. Yeah, How long they've been doing it, like what they're eating. Like, and also if you're, you know, if you're, if you're really, really sore right out of the gate, like all the time, maybe the dosage of stuff you're doing needs to be adjusted. Dial it Mm -hmm. back a little. Because soreness is largely related to novelty. I love the soreness. Yeah. But like, unless you really like it, in which case just keep it. I love it. It's like, oh yeah. Cause it's like, I'm going to eat my shreddy. Now, now I like it on, to a degree, but there's times when I'm like too sore and I'm like, I love it. If I can't sit down on the toilet, I'm like, okay, that's I a love that. I Wait, that's like so that. funny. I literally love because it it's just a sign that I did something. No, I know it's true. I I have distinct memories from starting though, like yeah. n- even before meeting you, like. Yeah. Where I would work out probably way too hard, and for a week I couldn't yep. work out again. Yep. Oh, I see. Like so it was not, like yeah. so much that yeah. you're just like walking in pain. There's like yeah. you know typical DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness. DOMS. Like, DOMS. DOMS. Speaking of guys, what's like, that mean? DOMS. Oh, DOMS. Delayed onset yeah. muscle soreness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so like, like DOM top. That's a gay thing. <laughs> delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. I know. 
Uh, where like it typically peaks about 48 hours after about yeah. exercise. But usually, again, it's dependent on how new or different is it from what you did before. Yeah. So if you haven't trained in a while and then you go really, really hard, I'm not surprised you're sore yeah. for seven days. So DOMS is 48 hours for reals? It usually peaks at that. But again, yeah. it can really, it, it purely depends on how much volume of work you did relative to how often you've been exposed to that in the, in the past. Because like, right? yeah, my trainer, I'm always like, the next day I'll be like, oh, my butt hurts. And he's like, wait till the, f he always is like, wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, okay, like, is that real? It's like, oh, okay. He's, he's reading that. his DOM yeah, studies. Yeah. Always it, the second day. Yeah, so yeah. usually peaks around there. Again, this it, it's very individual, but that's yeah. typically the average. Yeah. yeah, he always says that. I'm like, is that true? And now I'm like, it probably is. And now it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like, yeah. Right, you're, yeah. you're mentally waiting for 48 for hours it. when DOMs are the worst. Okay, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, because you are a trainer and a coach was this this study was specifically on men um, and motivation for going to the gym but what it found was that like a lot of men will give explicit reasons for going to the gym to like be healthy or whatever but implicitly they found that a lot of them uh, had fears of body fat as opposed mm -hmm. to having like positive affirmative like like a lot of people, it said um, it's in particular spontaneous gym goers are more likely to be motivated by guilt, shame, or pressure. Mm. Um, and I was curious, like as a trainer, how you kind of like evaluate what someone's, obviously there's no wrong reason to try and yep. get fit, but obviously if you are going because you're guilty or feeling bad about yourself, maybe that's like less sustainable or not the right and reason. i feel like i have like when i started with my old trainer i was like to have a healthier attitude towards life and to be <laughs> yeah, mentally like, clear but in my head i was like docked. girl i want to get docked for the summer yeah i yeah, want yeah, a bigger yeah. butt yeah like i literally i would i eventually said that like after like two weeks i was like nah yeah, i just I want the biggest ass. can i just be honest with you this is really what i wanted <laughs> yeah 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 what that i want a big ass yeah yeah i know i told my trainer that and then he stopped working out like everything else and i had to be like okay and i like i want a big ass but like okay, okay, not okay, at okay. the cost yeah it roll it back crazy. i still care about the rest of my body yeah but it was like so funny. I was like, are we going to do something else? And I was like, my ass always hurt. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Um, okay. So yeah, if you're looking at the motivations for people, like when they first come in, I, I, obviously like, and I tell people this, when, when you're meeting me for the first time or you're meeting a trainer in general, that's a pretty vulnerable like thing yeah. you're doing, right? Yeah. You're coming into a space that may not be comfortable for you. You're meeting a complete stranger, even if you have read their blog or whatever beforehand. Yeah. And you're talking to them about like some things that are pretty intrinsic and maybe delicate, mm. right? Like you're not happy yeah. with some aspect of who you are um, or something so. about yourself. And you're like hoping that this person can like help you mm. achieve that or change that, right? Yeah. That, I don't expect anyone to like tell me all the right, in deep, dark or, rationales yeah, as to yeah. what they really want to accomplish yeah, from yeah, training yeah. on the first <laughs> conversation. I don't expect that to happen after like a few weeks or months because yeah. it's ultimately a relationship, right? Like, you know, we're getting to know each other. You're learning to trust me and I'm learning more about you. And then I'm helping you basically helping find the right dosage and the right amount of this stuff that that works for you, you know, keeps you engaged, keeps you focused what kind of cues work for you, right? Um, and then and then over time, you you might divulge like a little bit more information and be like, you know what? I, I want to try this. I right. do just want to hunk an ass. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's where sometimes the goals change, yeah. right? And so people can come in and, 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 and not have very clearly defined goals in the beginning. And then after, you know, seeing like, oh, you know what? I've been consistent at this. I've never been consistent at anything. Like, I wonder what else I can achieve. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Sounds and, like me. And the, I do. I do agree, though. There is a there is a bit of a almost a stigma or or stigma is maybe the right word. Uh, 
that there's something wrong with like wanting to look better. Yeah, right? yeah, no, I, no, I, I agree all the time. Yeah. And so I almost I, I lie, and it's yeah, and it's not even you know I wouldn't even mind if a byproduct yeah. I look better, but it's not what I want. And that's usually yeah. that's usually what they say. It's not what yeah. I really yeah. want. And it's not even not even so women true. only. They're saying this. It's it's, it's men. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And they'll make it very clear. Like I don't want like you even said this. Oh, totally. I don't want to be like a bodybuilder or anything. I just want to feel a bit better. And I'm like, but you wouldn't mind having bigger biceps, would you? Right? Like. And, and that's okay. Like, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with that. Like, muscles can hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. Like, we know this. Um, if that's a byproduct of your of your training, even though that wasn't expressed to your goal from the beginning, that's cool. There's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like, no one... I, I don't think there's any reason why you should tell someone your goals are not worthwhile because mm-hmm. maybe their goals are different than yours or you have a different focus for why you do fitness versus them. Like, again, the point is to get more people moving in whatever way that keeps them motivated. If it's like looking hot, cool. Right. As long yeah. as you're not doing anything that's again, too extreme and, and putting you at risk or, or it's, you know, triggering or it, uh, it takes you to a place that is just not sustainable mentally. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like, so is bo- body dysmorphia? What is that? Now I'm like, we should do an episode on body dysmorphia. Yeah, you should write that down. Like, um, I will write that. Down. Well, I think in general, yeah, when you don't, a, a lot of gay men in particular, I think, suffer with body dysmorphia, but I wouldn't be surprised if just tons of people do, all, yeah. especially in today's world with social media. Because it's not so feeling many. like your body's adequate or something. I mean, we just need Maybe to Maybe like always way. feeling like you never are the body you want to be. Or you're like ne- you're even, never good enough. Even people who yeah. have like, from our eyes, yeah. like beautiful bodies yeah. being like, no, but I'm not where I yeah. want to be. Yeah. Like I feel flubby. I feel like I have too yeah. much yeah. or not big enough muscles. Like that objective disconnect between me like no yeah. you are really fit and you don't think you are yeah. or even not really fit like i don't know yeah i mean but the, again so much is this is subjective yeah. you know like try telling it's like trying telling someone who's depressed like no you should be happy if so many right. things that are going well in your life yeah. it's like that doesn't work mm-hmm. like and that's not even helpful yeah, yeah and body dysmorphia is likely probably a part of like another mental health issue. Like it's maybe one Mm. aspect of like a bigger thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm literally gonna write that or I'll do it after. Cause I'm like, that is so interesting. Cause I do think it is a separate Mm. conversation. That's 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 related. That's a big topic. Yeah. That's a big topic. And and I know people talk about it a lot and they throw it, the word around a lot and make jokes. I have body dysmorphia and like we all laugh like, and it's like, sometimes I'm like, wait, do you? Or like, cause it's like not taken as seriously necessarily. Well, it's something you can't it's see. It's like saying like, I'm like, depressed, yeah. but then it's like, well, are you clinically depressed yeah, or yeah. are you just like, and I don't want to like feeling damp- depressed, yeah. right? But it's like, sometimes we're all like, hi, body yeah. smart. And in my head, I'm right. like, wait, is that fine? Yeah. And there, and there's that, there's a whole thing of what you can't see is still very real for the person that's describing it. Yeah. Right? yeah so, yeah. you know, again, this just goes back to like, you have to be honest with yourself about what your motivations are for doing this. You have to also be open to maybe getting feedback from people, like let you know that you're, you're what, how you're progressing or how you're doing in, in relation to your goals. And then you have to also be self-aware enough to be like, you know what, this is actually taking more away from me than it is giving me. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a like insanely broad topic and, mm. and there's a lot of nuance in there. And mm. I think it's, it's tough to cover in social media. And that's why I think you see people call like throw out the terms Mm-hmm. And don't actually go into like, what does it actually mean if mm-hmm. you are dealing with that? And it's just not something like, you know, you can just say, oh, I, I, I'm right. so ADD. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. like you, you can say that, but like. There's a lot more meaning behind what yeah. that yeah. And there's represent. What, if you've been clinically diagnosed versus if mm-hmm. you have trouble focusing, like yeah. It, yeah. there's a very big difference yeah. there, right? Yeah, so no, that's a really good point. Me and Mitch do this thing where we try and like. Maybe I just do this fish <laughs> for compliments. I'll be like, I'll be like, top is like, oh, my, yeah. my shoulder is skinny. And then Mitch Literally is like, last shut night. up. I'm like, oh, wait, what? It looks big? 
Every night we do like this game gets played. But you do it too. No, I do. Yes, not. you do. You're lying through your goddamn teeth. Okay, fine. I think everyone. You'll be like, oh my god, it's not working. I'm looking smaller, and then I'd be like, yeah. no, you look so much bigger and jacked. Like yeah. <laughs> we do it all the time, and it's like so, so sad. I've talked about this with Mitch uh, quite a few times, and like I think one of the best ways to kind of reduce the noise in terms of like how you see yourself because our eyes are not trustworthy in, this, yeah, in a lot of yeah, these cases yeah. right? and we know that body how your body looks is going to fluctuate day to day yeah how much you've eaten how often mm. you go to the bathroom have you worked out or not are you in a warm climate versus a cold climate like yeah. what time of day it is, is it um and so this is where like having some more objective measures to compare oh, to, to actually so like know. photos or measurements mm. as long as it's something that's again not triggering or doesn't put you in a in a negative mental spiral right. oh, um having that data to go back yeah. to and actually be like you know what i may feel like i'm small today but compared to six months ago look at the progress yeah. i've made objectively i am big. wow it's i've never no thought about how like that yeah. is important it's no different it's like than if someone's like i you know what? i'm not making progress on my lift like i'm not lifting more this week than I was last week. I'm like, yeah, but if you go back six months yeah. when you're only squatting 25 pounds and they're squatting 300, yeah, like that's that's actually pretty ridiculous progress. If anyone <laughs> actually make like, that yeah, progress, that person let me be, know. Okay, with yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> that's probably not a good. But a you good mean like when they're going week to week, it's like yeah. no, but go further back. Yeah. Go. and it, it's hard, but it's hard to notice, right? Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. And like the, there's an analogy of like the toilet paper analogy, where if you have a roll of toilet paper and you just pulled one strip off per day. You know, after mm. 30 days, the roll wouldn't look that different. But mm. then you get past that and right. you keep doing the, realize, the action yeah. of pulling the strip off. And you're like, wow, that roll's a lot smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and changes are very, very hard to notice. And that's why we, I tend to encourage people to look at the direction they're trending in versus like the day-to-day -day fluctuations. Because mm. those are always going to be there. Like I fluctuate three to five pounds depending on the day. Right. Mm. And, and that's normal. Right. Mm. And, you know, and that will affect how lean you look and how, how you feel and, and even your performance in the gym. Um, or you can let it do that or you can say you know what it's just, it's just a blip on the life, radar yeah. in the grand overall scheme of things I'm still making progress because if you look at like long term you know weight loss charts that are successful like that have done it sustainably not like a crash diet or like a biggest loser type situation um, you'll see it's it's, it's like the stock market. It's not like consistently right. up mm. or consistently down. It's like, okay, you went down a little bit and then maybe you had a birthday party mm. and then you went down again and you had vacation and then and whatever your life events were or maybe you weren't on track for this amount of time and you kind of maintained and mm. then you kept going down, right? Oh, uh, that's a really good point. And the same with goes to strength gains. Like yeah. I, you know, I if, if we all just could walk in the gym and throw five pounds in the bar every single time we, right. we lift it, like <laughs> if you did that for that your easy, hip thrust, yeah. right? And you'd be, hip thrusting a thousand pounds by now right. your your butt would have its own zip code yeah. and you know but that's just not realistic yeah. i'd be deadlifting thousands of pounds by now but yeah. i'm not right and yeah. so we have to understand that progress as a metric and whatever you're measuring it is not linear and you have to find some way to enjoy the process and mm -hmm. to have a you know zoom out and have a bird's eye view yeah. of how well you're actually doing because yeah, especially if you're so really critical true. i imagine that way becomes pretty hard when like because obviously like i started for my back now i'm getting into this realm of like pushing myself but there's going to be plateaus and i'm sure mm -hmm. if that can be mentally challenging in and of itself to be like why can't i progress anymore yeah, yeah. it does do you feel like is there yeah i'm just wondering about people who train a lot like does that become a problem for people 
because it's hard to know like well this is the stage i want to be at and then i'm okay to never have progress again and just maintain it right? <laughs> yeah like, oh, I see. like i've never had to think about that because i've now i'm yeah just you're still very journey, early but at some yeah. point drag him <laughs> you're still kidding you're, no you're still very it's not a bad thing it just means you're <laughs> But I'm wondering, like, because you've trained for a long time and you've yeah, like worked our, with so many like people. people hit, that is interesting to be like, I actually am done. <laughs> like, I'm going to keep doing this way. Or I have I to can. keep working just as hard for no yeah. more progress. Yeah. You know so, I mean? so, I mean, there's a few different points to that. One is, I think the, the people who have the longest um, amount of success or consistency with we'll use weightlifting as the example, are the ones where it's just, it's a part of like who you are. Mm -hmm. And you're no longer doing it expressly right. for the gains that you right. once saw you're mm. doing it because it's part of your like, lifestyle you i am gone and i go to the gym like, because yeah. i find it valuable for x number of yeah, y reasons i like it yeah and it makes yeah. you feel good and i feel like this it, without it i feel not so good yeah. or maybe empty whatever um versus someone who at the beginning who's like i need to have hmm. ways of measuring my progress right. in order to stick with it because yeah. if i don't see progress well guess what i'm liking motivation get zero yeah um like why am i even doing this if i'm not seeing an ro like return on my investment yeah um so there's, there's that portion of it but then going you know a little bit deeper like if you look at um anyone who's a master in their craft right like in another in i'll use the field of like filmmaking for example i have a colleague who his wife uh writes film scores and the question came up of like how do you top like when you win an oscar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like yeah. what do you do after are you just done is that your peak and you yeah. should like stop? Uh, i'm yeah. just gonna stop working yeah it's like no, because Golden I, Globe. <laughs> what's the next one? Um, Critics Choice Award. <laughs> it's like what? Well, what will keep you going? Well, it's like a commitment to the process and the work. Yeah, right. trying to always just do good work. Yeah, whether mm. or not it ends up being an Oscar worthy mm. or or not. Um, and I think that again, that's a that's a mindset that that gets developed over time. It's not something I talk about with people who are brand new because in the beginning they already have enough stuff to think about mm -hmm. and i have very clear indicators like you're making great progress mm -hmm. and literally for a beginner like this is the funny thing is you can do almost anything mm -hmm. and like and, get and stronger see and yeah. see progress huh. um and that's where like the if you look at exercise science studies you they're sometimes i'm like oh yeah they put on 40 kilos to their squat in eight weeks, but they were also untrained males. And I'm like, that's super common. Right. Oh, to wow. be able Where like, to you could like... literally have them squat any which way and they probably would have gained 40 kilos. Right. So I'm more concerned when it looks, when you're talking about progress long-term, mm. take someone who's experienced, did they get better? Right. Because mm. then you have more credibility as right. far as your methods that you use. Harder used, to work through. Versus mm. like throwing, any, like I could have this beginner squat five by five and this beginner squat five by ten and this beginner do air squats and they likely all get stronger right mm, yeah just cool. because when yeah. you start you have you're brand to go new up. your yeah. body's like give me all the weights yeah yeah, yeah. huh that's kind of nice yeah yeah well do you have any other questions personal questions things you need to know oh before Paul goes? <laughs> no i guess i don't but i'm definitely like just need to rein in my farts that was good on that <laughs> yeah, some bananas priority number one please <laughs> no i need to know i just need to know that bodybuilding was just like what it was i just needed to know that yeah. i just needed to know it was kind of what i thought it was and it's just like that's insane to me yeah do paul do you have anything else that's on your mind about whether it comes to bodybuilding mm. or health and fitness and exercise well i think you you mentioned one thing which was like advice for people yeah yeah true like starting out like yeah. they've never done this before right um speaking to you <laughs> <laughs> not in my arnold accent um so all i would say is that all everyone you see in the gym everyone you see doing this stuff was a beginner at one point in time mm -hmm. right like yeah. i remember stepping in the gym and being like i thought the smallest guy in there 
and seeing people who are lifting way more than me and being like, wow, like, okay, am I even, do I even deserve to be in this place? Mm. But over time you come to learn that like, well, listen, everyone has their story and everyone started somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can find something you can stick with, right. Something that makes you feel good. Something gives you a very tangible, uh, measures of progress or just makes you feel better mentally. Like whatever your motivations are for, for getting into fitness, like that's what matters. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard to avoid or ignore all the other reasons that people say you should be doing this for right. when maybe they don't matter to you that much. Yeah. So I would say find, find your, your why, like, why do I want to, you know, lift weights? Mm -hmm. Do I want to be stronger? Do I want to take care of my parents as they get older? Do I mm -hmm. want to just be more physically capable at my job? You know, do I want my, my back or X insert body part here to hurt less? Like really focusing on that because that's what's going to keep you going, you know, when it's not as easy, right? right. And when it starts to get more challenging or when you get up in the morning, you don't want to go to the gym, mm -hmm. you know, remembering your why is like super important. Um, and then if you have the means to, and you have the, the resources, hiring a coach or getting someone to help with some aspect of this stuff that you don't quite understand. And I, I, I fully empathize with people like there's a lot of information out yeah. there it's really hard to sort through and be like yeah. well what is the path for me and mm -hmm. and going back to that beginner point i made earlier you can literally do anything and, and see progress see. Huh, that's a good way so to like you can that. reframe that like there's so much out there but i literally just have to start do one of them like you could literally just go in you can start doing bodyweight exercise at home and likely feel better about right. that yeah. right um and then yeah coaching or assistance is helpful but I will be the first to say not necessary or even reasonable for, for people to look at, look for. And you know, this is where YouTube and there are other resources that are really good. Um, but I mean, again, the biggest thing is just being consistent, like yeah. forget the, you know, five years from now where you want to be just focus on being consistent day to day. Right. And the nice thing about, you know, starting something like this is that you tend to see positive benefits to the rest of your life in mm -hmm. terms of like other behaviors that go along with mm -hmm. it. So like you start working out and maybe you start making better eating choices right. mm -hmm. and maybe you start to try to sleep a bit more because you're like, wow, I feel way better during my workouts mm -hmm. when I sleep more. Or you're tired. Right? You're like finally tired. Versus when I don't. Yeah. And then, and then again, like minimum effective dose going back to that other study you said, like what's important is that you're doing it, yeah. not how much you're doing. Right. So even if it's just 30 minutes, that's 30 minutes that you weren't doing mm -hmm. a week ago when you didn't, when you weren't, you didn't start. Mm. Yeah. And you compound that over time and you can see some pretty awesome things happen. Yeah. So that's really good cool. advice. And I, I would just add like as somebody who is like a really afraid of the gym for a long time, like, I don't know what trauma happened to me when I was like a gay kid in high school or Being something. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> but like now as an adult and I obviously am like still new to this, but I do feel like at least the gym environments I've been in have been really supportive and kind and yeah. nice. And yeah. I haven't felt like, Maybe bigger gyms are harder because there's so many people. Your yeah. brain can be like, am I being judged? Yeah. But like we go to a relatively like smaller gym where you train me and I just feel like everyone's so nice and supportive and yeah. my fear was unfounded for most of the scenarios yeah. I've been in. And I think, I just think that's for a lot of people, it's like scary to be in Yeah, what gym. if other people are watching me? Yeah, right? and like kind of judging me and think I'm stupid and all that. So And you know, like that is a real fear, right? In a lot of cases, why are there mirrors in the gym? 
so people can look at themselves right yeah and not no care about yeah. any, yeah, no, anyone else always thinks people oh, are more God, watching yeah. him no, i'm like no, no one's yeah, looking at you yeah no this, the the gym <laughs> it tends to be no sorry, sorry not like that not like that i mean like you think people are looking at you in a bad way and i'm like no, no one's it's looking called at you in a bad way. anxiety okay, yeah. okay? that's a different issue a different episode i have the opposite i'm like please look at my ass look at my ass as i do this squat look at my ass most people are too busy focusing on themselves and rightfully so what you're doing is intensive and does require your attention right sometimes i like zoom out at like me in the mirror like lifting weights like, oh, and i'm like oh my god like okay. this is so embarrassing because i'm literally like 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 red in the face like right, screaming like so making my hard. biceps go up and i'm like look staring at myself see yeah. different motivations yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. well paul where can people like find you online or in person or what can they do to learn more about you <laughs> yeah um well i'm again as a trainer if you're if you're worried about privacy on the internet you're probably in the wrong field um, <laughs> so i'm very easy to find i'm at paul underscore heinz on on instagram I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Although it's probably harder to find me on there because of like filters and stuff. And there's a Paul lot of Paul Hines. There's a lot of Paul Hines. Um, yeah, you can put the Paul ta- the, t- Hines, the tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you put the tag Hines. in the uh, show notes as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, sorry, it's Paul Dot Hines. Okay. See, I don't even know oh, my own Instagram. Okay, careful. At Paul Dot Hines. <laughs> H. Is that a Y? H Y N E S. There we go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have a website uh, www um, and I work out of the Parkdale area and the downtown core. Um, and I work with all types of folks. So don't think that like it's only for athletes or only for powerlifters or, you know, it's for little wimps like me too. It's for everyone <laughs> like tra- training and getting stronger and noticing physical benefits and like physical development. I firmly believe is for everyone. Um, it's something that maybe you didn't have an opportunity to do in school or you never mm, felt you yeah, belonged true. with it. But like, guess what? You're, if you're an adult now, you can forge your own path and mm. write a new chapter in your story. Um, and I've seen some pretty amazing changes happen from just people being like, you know what? I'm going to try that thing again that mm. I didn't have a good experience with first. Amazing. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. See you in the gym. Gains y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.